Nothing's off limits. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you are here with me, and I appreciate that. I am your host, Ray John Lewis. Now, here on Real Talk with John, everything's debatable, so in any given week, we could be discussing anything from sports to music to politics. You name it, we'll discuss it. Now, one of the goals of Real Talk with John is also to shine a light on the great things that are happening right here in the low country. Too often, we focus on the negative things that are happening, and we never shine a light on the great things that are happening. So. We use Real Talk with Rajan to provide that light and to shine it on the people who are trying to change the community one day at a time. And tonight we have a very special guest, Mr. Fleming Shady Moore, who's joining us as a candidate for the mayor of the town of Somerville. Thank you so much for joining me, sir. Thank you for having me. All right, so he's here tonight because we have a very special thing coming up. And I want, I'm going to talk about this at the end. But I want to go ahead and say it now for those, you know, some people watch the beginning, some people watch the end, you know, sometimes it's a long show, people don't get to watch the whole way through. November 5th is the most important day of every year of our calendar. It is the one day that we, all of us American citizens, get an opportunity to make our voices heard about the way our city, state, country is run. It is not, it does not happen every four years. It's not, despite what you may have heard, there are much more important elections than the presidential election when it talks about how you are impacted on a day-to-day basis. Please make sure to share this post. Yes, please share the post. Thank you, Beth. Um, you can impact the world on a day on a day-to-day basis basis based on how you vote. So when we say things like, my vote doesn't matter, my vote doesn't count, it's a lie. It's a lie. And I can look if, if you if you got time, we can meet at Starbucks and I can show you historically how we know that elections matter. And tonight we're going to have a discussion about an election. We're going to meet in a, uh, a future elected official, you know, if everything goes well for him, Mr. Fleming Shady Moore. So thank you again so for joining me. And uh, introduce yourself to the audience. I'm Fleming Moore. I was uh, born in 1961 right across from McDonald's on Main Street. So I've been here a while. Okay. All right. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I... Uh, have a Bachelor of Science in Mathematics. I'm kind of doing my resume. Um, I taught at Berkeley High School for seven years in the late 90s, early 2002. Um, I've lived a, a very uh, experience, very long life of mm-hmm. lots of different experiences, um, some of which I am proud of and others I'm not so proud of. Okay. Transparency yeah. is important. Right, right. right. Um, so I, um, I had a, to think long and hard before I decided to run for mayor because of that. Because, uh, and I put this out in a video the other day, mm-hmm. when um, people were feeling like my questioning whether a person had a conflict of interest or not, or challenging a person on that was an attack on character, which I hopefully explained that pointing out somebody has a conflict of interest is not an attack on their character, it's simply a pointing out a situation. But I had to apologize for my perceived attack. And uh, what I wanted to let people know is that I'm the last person that would attack someone's character simply because I know my own flaws. I suffered from addiction for years and years and years. And as a matter of fact, nine years ago tonight is when uh, 
my guardian angel stepped in and, and spoke some words to me and that changed my life. Mm. Wow. So we d- sort of dive sort of deep in right there. Yeah, my, All right, cool. yeah they let's, need to know who I go. am if they're like going to vote for I me. I like it. So so elaborate. You know, your guardian angel stepped in. Like I'm, I'm interested. Right. You got me so, so uh unfortunately I found myself in a trap house. And I'd been there a while and I noticed this young African American man who was running running the house. Every time he would get something to eat, he would say his, say grace. And that struck me strange for, you know, for what he was doing and what was mm-hmm. going on in that place. And at a certain point, he looked at me and said, Fleming, you don't belong here. And it hit me right here. He was right. I didn't belong there. And so I, <clears throat> I left and I went and got help. And I got a letter from my daughter that said she forgave me. Wow. And that uh, broke my heart and I cried for the first time in probably 25 years and uh, opened up my heart to new experiences and uh, started doing the next right thing and, and things that made a difference. And, and it wasn't until like five years ago I realized the reason that young man knew that I didn't belong there is because he knew he didn't belong there either. Mm. And what he was doing, it made me realize that that was basically the only way he had to make a living in Lincolnville. Mm. You know? And, mm-hmm. and so it, it, it changed my whole... I had went through a paradigm from the way I started looking at at things mm-hmm. just from my own experience and I will tell you one thing if um, you're ever in trouble in need you don't care where the help comes from mm-hmm. you just uh, ready to accept it and I wasn't ready to accept help until that time but that was nine years ago and today's a new day and uh, I've learned a lot what I would say to voters is that uh, my dark past in God's hands is my greatest asset that I could bring wow. to, okay. to, to council. Wow. Because I understand the plight of people who live in neighborhoods that uh, where there's little economic opportunity. Mm-hmm. And there's pockets of that all throughout Somerville. Yeah. Wow. That, that, that was deep. Now, I didn't, I didn't expect you to, to go that deep that fast. So I want to stay right there. Um, so with that being your life experience, why run for mayor? Well, it's not something I wanted to do. Um, what ha- some people in town, I'm active in the community. I've been trying to uh, unite the town and bring my more diversity and unity to the town through music and some musicians and some people you won't see at a chamber of commerce meeting, people you won't see at a town council meeting said, Shady man, if you ran for mayor, I'd run, I would vote for you. And I said, well, if you're serious about that, then put your money where your mouth is. If you guys will put buy these candles. Oh, that's right. I remember when I first met you, you were yeah, selling the candles. I that's said, right. Yeah, if you buy these candles, 20 of them in 20 days, I'll run. And then I ran into you uh-huh. and Thomas Dixon. Yep. And we were at a Unity yep. gathering that our friend Robin Shout Dudley. Shout out to Robin. She's Robin watching. Dudley. <laughs> Thank She's you, Robin. Watching. She brought us together. Yep. And... Um, 
And I was trying to trying to justify a way out of it. And what did I tell you? You said you put it out there, sir. You put it into the universe. And Mayor Dixon. <laughs> Shout out. We love you, Thomas. But uh, anyway, he also confirmed that I had to follow through on it. So I have followed through on it. And, and to be honest with you, I don't have an agenda. I didn't have an agenda, but I started looking at things that I'd like to see change and, and, and one of them was we need more more outdoor things to do mm -hmm. like nature trails and um, and so I started off with my first video proposing a nature trail but this thing has been a journey man you know I've been walking by faith and not by sight mm -hmm. and as I do that things are revealed to me, some of them not so good, you know, mm -hmm. I wish I didn't know. It, it kind of uh, makes you question who's really pulling the strings sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, and that that's, uh, but I think that's the way it's always been. I, I'm learning a lot and uh, hoping I could be a voice for those who don't have a voice. Hmm, I love that. You're gonna be the voice for those who don't have a voice. That's a great, that's a great, that's a great, 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 great thing to want. Question. All right, so you want to be mayor so you can, you know, sort of be the voice for the voiceless. Let's let's make sure that we understand it's not that I have this burning desire or want to be mayor. It's kind of like when I got a call from Diane Frankenberger, and she said, Fleming, will you be willing to put your name up for vestry? I never wanted to be on vestry. It's never anything I aspired to do, mm -hmm. but I felt like I would be willing to do it, and if, if it was in God's will, I'd end up on Vestry, and I ended up on Vestry. Okay. So that's kind of the way I'm approaching this mayor's race. I'm, uh, you know, I only bought 12 signs. I'm, I'm self-funded, 100% self-funded, mm -hmm. so um, that I'm free and clear of any uh, influence. Ah, yeah, okay. You know? All right, all right. And I'm just... Running on a mustard seed of faith. Okay, so mustard seed of faith. You said something that made me think about something, and I can't—I forgot what it was. But I want to ask you this: so, what would make you a good mayor? Um, I would bring a different skill set to council. See, we we have a what we call a strong council, and uh, it's like building a team. Mm -hmm. If you're gonna have a basketball team, you're not gonna draft three centers mm -hmm. and two guards. Right. Well, right now we already have two attorneys on council. So mm -hmm. I started thinking it's kind of if you, what I would bring to it is the life experience that would be able to look at things from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. Not that there's anything wrong with attorneys. Lord knows I've needed them <laughs> and, uh, and they come in handy. However, they have a different skill set and a different life experience. And, and what I, I just think I'd bring my life experience and, and my dark past in God's hand would be an asset to council. Okay, have you served in any elected positions prior to, to this campaign? Not public, I'd say Vestry at St. Paul's Somerville would be the most- And for those who don't know what a Vestry anagl is. Analysis, analysis. Mm -hmm. excuse me. Analogous, I know what you mean. Analogous mm -hmm. to uh, that. So for those who don't know what a vestry is, because 
at my church, we don't have a vestry. So, so what's a vestry? Vestry is a group of leaders that are nominated out of the the parish to lead the church in uh, in the meetings involved budget uh, programming. It, it a lot of it has to do with budgeting. Okay, so you have experience. Unfortunately, with that. some of it has to do with lawsuits sometimes. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Okay. Um, so, what separates you from the other people running? For, because I believe, I know it's you and like two other people that I know of. Yes, there, there are um, actually four of us in the race. There's a young man named Brandon King, which I applaud mm-hmm. for. Uh, I'd like to see more young people mm. get involved. So what separates you? Um, here's what really separates me, other than the fact that I'm 100% self-funded, which is pretty big, mm-hmm. I, I, I would say. But... Um, I'm a native son who went to Somerville Elementary in second grade, and that was the first year the schools were integrated. Mm. All right, so I, none of the other candidates have that experience of how Somerville was yeah. prior to integ- integration, what happened after that, and, and this is where racial reconciliation comes in. Mm-hmm. You see, we need to have a candid conversation about race mm-hmm. in this town. You know, I think when when we don't, situations arise and, and that could have been avoided. And so I think it would be important for me as a person to start that, if I were mayor, to admit what my, my life was like before integration. Mm. Okay. You see, integration... And it might be the same way for, for black folks was scary mm. for for white folks. Okay. Okay? Well, my and this I'm a sh- this brings me shame when I say this, but it's the truth and it needs to be brought to light. I appreciate so you being transparent. That's good. When you drop. My biggest my parents' biggest fear of me going into second grade was that I would get a black teacher. Mm-hmm. And because of that, my education would suffer. Mm. I realize that that's not the case. Right. But when you're seven years old mm-hmm. and your parents are, are saying that to you, what, what do you think you're going to be scared of? Right. Well, yeah, definitely. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. Right. Yes. So, so I, I had to, um, I had to uh, transcend that, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's where my dark past helped me. You know, the man who saved my life that I don't even know his name was a young african-american wow wow you know this is crazy how that works huh it's god it's the way god works yes absolutely so okay i guess that sort of spins forward i could could go a few different directions with that but i I guess i'll stay right there um what do you think the town of somerville could do better to mend some of the fences that have been broken when it comes to the racial issue in the town of somerville one thing i'd like to see is um history told from the perspective of the slave mm. rather than the slave owner. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I mean by that is uh, I'm not saying take away monuments that are there mm-hmm. in town. I'm just saying that maybe we would do well to have some African-American history told. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. when I was a kid, Germantown to where the black folks rode the bus home. Mm-hmm. Now you go there, it's gentrified, it's gone. Right. There used to be a club called the Many Faces Club that I remember my friend uh, 
Frank Jones telling me about when I worked at Bar Shays, mm-hmm. that actually Sam Cooke, James Brown, Little Richard were playing right there on Simmons Avenue. It's gone. Wow. That's going to disappear. Mm-hmm. So we need to preserve African American culture mm-hmm. before gentrification takes over. Hmm. That so, would be one way. I that's yeah. just just you know and. Actually, we I'd have to listen to the African American community to find out Absolutely. what they think. Absolutely, I think that's a, an excellent point, and I I find it pretty refreshing the fact that you're even willing to broach that topic. I find that a lot of people would rather not have the discussion at all, more or less listen to other people and find out you know what their thoughts are. So thank you for for having a willingness to do that. And I hope that no matter what happens in the campaign, you continue to to push down that path because that's definitely something that's needed. Right, and and I think. Often, you know, I worked at a church for four years. And in scripture, it talks about iron sharpening iron. Uh And what I found is that sometimes civility is just a coping mechanism for avoiding the conversation we're having right now. And so nothing, Mm -hmm. nothing really, and then there's this underlying, you know, passive aggressive stuff that's just just uh it's disheartening i i um i agree it changed the way i worship wow you know wow wow so i'll ask you this question this doesn't even pertain to the town of somerville but you know uh, i think it was last year the city of charleston did the formal apology for slavery what what did you think of that i thought it was way overdue Mm. You know, mm-hmm. um, and, and see people say, oh, well, you know, that was I wasn't even alive then. And those people aren't alive. And so that's just a waste of time. But I'm here to say it's not because, mm-hmm. you know, the only way to reconcile the past is in the present. Mm. OK. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So so that that's just a, a false argument. Yeah, I, I, I mean, if, if you believe in the power of prayer, you know the past can be reconciled in the present. Absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing that. That's really good. Okay, so I know you said you haven't, like, you have, you don't, do you have a formalized plan of, if you are elected mayor, day one, what are you doing to make the changes that you want to see happen? Well, day one, I don't think I would be able to get the changes made, but this is what I, I would do. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know some of the people that are going to be on council. Councilman Bailey is going to be there for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron Brown's going to be there. Yeah. I, I have pretty good relations, close relationships. Aaron and I, and I talk. He loves music. I love music. Mm-hmm. I used to serve papers for Walter back in the 80s before Hugo hit. Wow. And um, our families have been friends forever mm-hmm. my, my dad used to fly with his dad little planes around Somerville they actually charted the first Somerville airport together mm-hmm. um, so what I would do is probably call Walter and Aaron and see how we could get the council people together the newly elected council people if there's a change together for maybe a retreat some kind of place away from Somerville mm-hmm. There's some places nearby, Camp St. Christopher, and just spend a 24 hours together where we overnight and we eat and we find out where everybody stands mm. first because the mayor is not 
not out of town on this. Absolutely not. He's got he's only one vote, so that would be the first thing. But as mayor, what I could do on the very first day, if the chief of police would let me, I'd ask him to let me into the jail, and I would pray for any prisoner that was there that wanted prayer. Wow. And tell them that I've been right there where you are. And now you're the mayor. And now I'm mayor, so your life can change. Wow, I think that's a really hopeful message. That, that's, that's a really hopeful message. I like that. I like your energy. You got good energy. You have very good energy. Um, okay, cool. So the mayor for the last, what, I think four years has been Mayor Wiley Johnson. Um, what are some things that you think he did well during his time as mayor? He brought more transparency to government than we've ha ever had. He also uh, donated his salary. These are things he should be commended for. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I like Mayor Johnson, and uh, I we all have work to do. Yeah, you we know, all have work um, to do, absolutely. If I were his ad advisor, I would would have advised him to choose his battles wisely mm. and not get caught up in, in some of the minutiae and not always take the bait. Mm. But um, he's a... Uh, anyway, he, anybody that puts their name out there like that deserves respect. Absolutely, absolutely. And what would you do differently? I would... Uh, I would try to build consensus with people and I would choose my battles wisely. My idea of the mayor is probably different than what Mayor Johnson's role was. I, I see the mayor as someone sh who should be able to count votes and someone who's willing to build consensus. And, mm -hmm. and what I learned on Vestry is the two times that I didn't vote Every other time, there was a consensus of all 12 people. Mm -hmm. um, one time, I was with one other man, and I were the dissenting votes. And the other time, I was the lone vote. But in both of those votes, once the vote's over, it's over. Right. You don't have to, have to uh, throw gasoline on fire. Okay. I think what, what I do is try to build consensus, and as mayor, I, I'm the face of the council basically is what the mayor's role would be. So I, I, I'm going to need to be able to communicate to the town why council decides to do something and doing it in a manner that doesn't shame other people or doesn't, you know, I'm sure there's going to be some votes that you just, you're, you're conscious. You have to vote your conscience mm -hmm. and you, the way you uh, communicate that though is important after the vote. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we have a, Question says, the new to come, oh, Ms. Robin. Thank you, Ms. Robin, for the comments. We appreciate it. And I want you guys, you know, thank you so, so much for watching. This is a Real Talk with Rajan. I'm the host, Rajan Lewis. We're having an in-depth discussion with Mr. Fleming Shady Moore, who is running for uh, mayor <clears throat> mayor of the city of town of Somerville. Um, so please send your questions, send your thoughts. Um, we want to know. He wants to answer your questions. He's here tonight on a live forum because he wants the opportunity to answer your questions live. Um, I don't think anything, there's nothing that you guys can ask that will be disrespectful or you know, out of the way. So please ask your questions. The town of Somerville deserves to know who is running for their elected office. They have an opportunity to hear them out. This isn't one of those forums 
where I'm gonna, you know, sequ- like sequester him, and we're gonna we're, we're pre-looking at the questions and picking the ones out. Like you can see the questions as they come in. So please ask the questions that you have, um, and and he's gonna answer all of them that he can. Yes, uh, please do. I, I bared my soul already. Yeah, he's already. Yeah, he 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 dove deep early. I I, I like it. Like it's, your energy is good. Um, okay, sorry. The newcomers to Somerville expect more than the town gives them. The past defines the future. More pot. More pocket parks, better regulation of businesses that open, better definition of what Somerville should be, improve roads going in, let developers pay for infrastructure. All great ideas, Ms. Robin. I, I, sounds, like, sounds like a good advisor to me. Right. I, has she's she been advising one of my, my opponents? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, that's one of the ones I started out right off the bat was, uh, I think it's time for developers to pay for development. And we, we need to be careful about TIFs. Uh, it's not that I'm against them, but we need to scrutinize who the winners and losers are when somebody proposes a TIF. That's a tax incentive financing, mm. for those of you who do not know. It's, um, it's a new way that a lot of cities all over the country are you know, taking up this plan. And what it does is it, it actually lessens the burden on the developer so you can attract the developer but i think that's got got the horse before the cart before the horse okay. there, you know okay. excuse me but no you're right yeah but i think no we need to lessen the burdens on the residents not the developers i mean if this is a nice enough place to start a development then they should put their money where their mouth is and invest in fire trucks that the people are going to need mm-hmm. instead of putting it on the, the backs of some of our hospitality taxes have been paying for fire trucks. They shouldn't have to do that. Absolutely. That should have been, been uh, the developer. Um, other things that these TIFs do is that they divert property taxes from the public schools. And um, that worries me. I think a lot of the people that make these decisions don't even send their kids to public schools. Mm. And that's what worries me. That's what I mean by I would bring a different perspective. And I would be tough on, on developers. And if you saw that I voted no on something, you would see I voted no. And that would be the end of it. Mm. You know? Mm. Good, good. So so let's let's stay in sort of the budgetary area arena because um, I see you know you're sort of in the fiduciary area right now, like finances. Um, I am the executive director of a nonprofit that works to help kids, you know, in and out the you know the the Somerville area and around the Somerville area. Um, what as mayor do you think you'd be able to do to make sure that the nonprofit organizations in our community get more support from the town of Somerville? Well, that's part of my uh, plan is. Uh to use the, the hospitality accommodation tax for, for those art and, and cultural infrastructure. But that, the hospitality accommodation taxes, half of it goes to the general operating fund and they can do what, we can do whatever we want to with the other half. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, uh, one of the things is we could, some of the committees that, that uh, decide those things to bring it up probably it's time to have us use the, what we call the spirit of rotation mm. and bring some different folks on there. Um, I also would like to see um, people to get a bite at the apple the first time, that not necessarily because the board is made up of the right pedigree, 
Mm, okay. You know, I understand yeah. um, that we want want don't want to risk a lot, but we're risking one hundred thirty thousand dollars on on a skating rink, which I think is a good idea. I'm, you mm-hmm. know, but it is a risk. Yeah. Yeah. So if we're willing to do that, why not risk it on 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 something else? Absolutely. Too, every once in a while. Absolutely. It's staying in that you know arena of talking about you know the nonprofit you know organizations. I know. That um, one organization in particular um, has has made it a point of it to make sure that the city um, has a place for homeless people to go to to get you know like food banks and things of that nature. And I'm thinking about the community resource center led by Mr. Lewis Smith and Miss um, Ethel Campbell. Um, organizations like that seem to always have to come out of pocket to get the things that the city should be, be providing. As mayor, would you take a more concerted make more of a concerted effort to make sure that there are warming shelters for homeless people and um you know like when things like that happen when that when we need food banks that there's some kind of a town run facility that provides those or provides support to the organizations that are already providing those kinds of things i would rather see them support organizations that are already doing that work and one of the things i think we could do because we have that beautiful square is to make it easier. And that's one of the things I, I, I'm willing to do. I have a Bummerville Amphitheater. Mm-hmm. Is, and I'm the only board member on it. So uh, naturally, they, they, it's harder for me. But what I, what I do is walk beside people, and I would be happy to help them. And I'm going to do it this weekend. Is have um, some events on the public square that uh, would draw attention to their their efforts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, get some more diversity on, on the square. In fact, if it's all right, I'm gonna plug Reggae versus the Blues this Saturday on Hutchinson Square, it's one o'clock to four o'clock. You see Ross Bongi, Reggae guy versus Wanda Johnson. If you don't know who they are, Google it. All right. Wanda Johnson. All right, cool. Well- and, and so that draw attention to that. And also we're gonna draw attention to uh, Another thing I'm interested in, and I'm surprised Robin hasn't said yet, is <laughs> rapid transit. Uh-huh, okay. The best friend. We're going to have um, William Hamilton. That's going to, for those of you, some of y'all know William. Yeah, anyway, shout out to William. William is, shout out to is William. a pistol now. And uh, anyway, we're going to just draw attention to the, to the need to make sure that the uh, terminal for rapid transit, when it gets here, is conveniently located on this side of I-26. Okay. I'd like to see it as close to the Brownsville community as possible, but you know, you gotta be pragmatic about things sometimes. So this is a good time to segue into that. Um, for those who don't know about the rapid transit system, that's something that's been in the works for quite some time oh, yeah. now. So can you explain to them why this is important and what they should be watching for with that? Okay, so here's the deal. There was a half cent sales tax that was passed and to provide rapid transit from downtown Charleston up Rivers Avenue to 78 to Trident Hospital. Okay, they haven't decided on what kind of system to use, but that's basically the uh, the line. And um, Robert is working hard to get get it done. But the beauty of it, Somerville is located a mile and a half from Charleston County. Mm-hmm. Now. That means we're really only responsible for 
wherever the terminal is to Charleston County up 78. Okay. What I'd like to see Somerville do, though, in order to help facilitate it and make it happen faster, because we have a lot of people who need to get to the hospital, let's work a deal with Mayor Tecklenburg and say, okay, Somerville will go all the way up to Trident Hospital and CSU. Now, why is that a good idea besides the fact that people need to get to the hospital? I guarantee you, if you had rapid transit from CSU to Somerville, you'd have a lot of young people on the square. Mm. Mm. So when you talk about rapid transit, so you said they haven't figured out like how, what form they're going to use, rather it's going to be a bus or a rail or... Yeah, they're, they're, I think they're leaning towards a bus, because, and that would make it happen quicker, and I would defer to... To Mr. Hamilton on all those questions yeah, because we'll he's been working it. hard on yeah. it for a long time, and I don't want to step on anything, you know, that he, he in his efforts. Um, my my, what I was wanting to do is uh, get out ahead of some development and and see if we can get light rail from Somerville to St. George. This would be totally different than uh, what Robert's doing. Okay, and my idea on that is. Is if you look at the Berlin G. Myers Parkway, we started in 1970, and it hadn't moved since I probably was in college. And if we start light rail now, St. George, we might get it done by 2100. Get faster? Where is Berlin G. Myers supposed to end at? Like, how far it's is supposed to, to come out towards, like, over there by Somerville High School, down 17A. Okay. Yeah, and that would... That would be great when that happens uh, because we it'll reduce traffic on Main Street, yeah, which is just common sense. Yeah. But then, um, you know, as mayor, would that be something that you you push towards getting finished as well? Yes, but I'm not sure the mayor has. I mean, I would be on that soapbox, but the mayor has one of seven votes, Correct. and and if well, somebody's promising you that they're going to do that, they can't. Um, I have not been able to get figure out why it's taking so long. The last thing I found, it said that they submitted permits in 2018 to the Army Corps of Engineers. Mm -hmm. Now, why they waited to 2018, I can't get a straight answer, but you know, I, I, I probably shouldn't criticize something I don't know about, but I, I wish somebody in the know would let us know why it's taking so long. They keep saying the Army Corps of Engineers have moved the goalposts. I've heard that's what somebody says when they, you know, they, I, I've heard that one before. They're like moving the, co yeah, the goalposts. Goal that's, yeah. that's not an explanation. Yeah. What what goalpost are they moving and how far? Mm, good question. You know. Good question. That's not good enough. Good question. They're moving the goalpost, and don't blame the Army Corps of Engineers. So, yeah. as mayoral candidate, you are so. Are, so you would be interested in that would be something you would champion. Not yes. not saying that yeah, you could get I it done, champion. but you would champion it for the, because you want to see it done. Right, and the other thing would be is if the champion um, getting Royal Road to have an interchange there. Why why Berlin G Meyer went to Walmart and stops it at the pawn shop is beyond <laughs> me. I don't seems like if I was planning it, you know, I would have gone. Gone, made it connect to Royal Road so that it could get to the interstate that way. True. But, uh, you know, that's just uh, 
my mathematical mind at work. <laughs> that's funny. All right, so let's move on to the music. Let's talk about your music. Oh, that's what I like talking about. Yeah, I, I know. I'm getting ready to shut this campaign down. <laughs> I was thinking about doing it. I'm going to shoot my last video Wednesday, and then I'm going to just go it's put just, it in God's hands. Just man. music, huh? Yeah. So, so, how, so, how, so tell us about the music. How did you get into music? I started writing songs in my head when I was three years old. Mm. My brothers would bring home albums from Bob Dylan to, to the Beatles, and the Monkees were on TV. I don't know if you remember the, mm -hmm. the Hey, hey, what a monkey. monkey Yeah, uh -huh. so I, I, I fell in love with John music. John Paul Jones, right? Yeah, yeah, man, and I used to listen to, <laughs> listen to Booby Nash on WTMA, and I fell in love with music at an early age, and I've been uh, playing most of my life. Wow, know? wow. So you play guitar? Yeah, and... Um, electric or acoustic? I'm on acoustic now. When I was younger, I'd play the uh, electric guitar to my father's dismay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I have a bass guitar in here somewhere over there. Oh, I, I saw that. Yeah, I I've, I've been eyeballing that, man. I yeah. must say, we're going to have to get together. Nah, I'm not that good. Neither am I. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> then, yeah, we can jam. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, so, um, so you, you write. Um, have you put out any music? Like, yes, so I'm on Apple, Apple, iTunes. No, how can they find your music? Spotify. You can find me on Spotify, or you can go to Flemingmore.com. F-L-E-M-I-N-G. Right. com. And you can stream anything I got there for free and buy other stuff if you would like. In fact, every time you stream me on Spotify, I get a half a cent. What? So, so I got $3 last month. Okay. Whoop-de-doo. <laughs> <laughs> no, but some really cool thing has been happening with my music. Uh -huh. One thing I haven't been saying about, I've been doing some acting. Okay. And I got my first speaking role. And I shot it for a production that's going to be released on Amazon called Little Cooper. Okay. And started talking to the director, sent her one of my songs. She wants my song, Walk by Faith, in her movie. This is a faith-based movie. Wow. And so I'm negotiating that. I'm um, working with my friend Danielle Howe, who is a great musician. She's helping me produce a single called Frontage Road. Okay. I'm um, playing... The Spotlight Awards, Spotlight November Awards. 16th, the Auditorium, and where you're a nominee. Wow, praise God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so that's going to be awesome. What, what, so let's, let's like, we're sort of going all around, but I like it. Um, the Spotlight Awards, for those who don't know, I'm going to explain, I'm going to take a just a second to explain it. For those who don't know, the Spotlight Awards are an event that are held um, in the downtown Charleston area on the Gilead, the Gilead, Gilead Center now. Um, downtown on November 16th. It's an event that celebrates people who do great work in the community. Um, it's founded by uh, Deborah Anderson Powell, who is a wonderful woman um, who has traveled the world, done amazing things, but she's a Charleston native. She's now the owner of the, the Spot 47, which has been a family-owned business for about 50 years now or longer, I believe. And this event honors the Emanuel Nine. Um, it, it honors the, honors the Emanuel Nine by providing, by giving um, awards to people in those people's names. And it's, it's not one of those things where they're trying to capitalize off of the Emanuel Nine because the families of the Emanuel Nine actually come to the event and participate in the giving away of the awards. Um, as Fleming Moore, um, uh, as Mr. Moore just um, expressed, I am a finalist for it. I'm one of 18, um, so I'm, I'm really excited. I hosted the awards last year, and to be able to be a finalist this year is really awe-inspiring for me and humbling. Um, I'm excited about the night. I'm trying not to think too much about it because I don't make my hopes up too much. 
But just by being named um, along the side of those people that are out there um, that are on that list, I want to name some of them off, but I don't want to forget anybody. But I'm going to go ahead and try some anyway. Asia Montgomery Miller, um, amazing woman. Um, Samuel Bellamy, one of my closest friends and advisors. Uh, Mr. John Koth, love you, Mr. John. You're so great. Um, Raphael James and Serena James, amazing people. Uh, Patrick Patterson, Mr. Fatherhood, doing amazing work throughout the state and the nation in the world. So soon, the whole world will know his name. He's an amazing, amazing, amazing person. Um, there are so many people. Uh, Tisa Wack, uh, Tisa, uh, we are we are we are their voices. Like there are so many people. Like there are eighteen phenomenal, phenomenal people, and I'm forgetting some people that I know. William Hamilton. William Hamilton. We just did a, a rap, rapid transit. Yeah, yes. William Hamilton. And then uh, Kelsey. I don't know the young lady's name. Ah, see, that's why I know I was gonna do that. But all eighteen are amazing. All eighteen are deserving. Um, if I walk away with an award, I'll be super humbled. I may cry. I probably will cry. It's gonna be on television. Um, the night, I think it's the night after Thanksgiving. I think it's Black Friday that it comes on. But I'm, I'm not completely sure. I'll let y'all know about that. It's an amazing, amazing, amazing event. Um, I'm excited about it. Fleming Moore is performing. What are you performing that night? I'm performing my song in the Holy City, which is a tribute to Nadine Collier. And um, anyways, I hope I can hold my composure during that. Miss mm. Collier. For those who don't know who Miss Collier is, Nadine Collier was the first person to speak at Dylan Roof's arraignment, and she turned me inside out. Uh, it was the one of the greatest acts of Christian love I've ever witnessed. It really was. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. It's it's uh, it changed my life, and I I was amazed, and I went off to my nephew's wedding in Washington, and came, and while I was gone, I saw everybody on the bridge holding hands. I said, "Man, this this is amazing," and I get back, and it's all fighting over the flag and politics and taking over the issue. Yeah. And so I wanted to, didn't want Miss Collier's act of forgiveness to ever be forgotten, so I thought I would immortalize it in a song, and I, and I hope that she likes it, and I hope it's, it's time to hear it. Is this That's the first my time biggest worry about it. Is this the first time you performed it? No, first, it's you can listen to it on Apple, right. iTunes, but it's... Uh, Personal and I, I, I wouldn't. I don't want it to be hurtful because it's uh, like I am. It's kind of it, it hits the point, mm. you know, about Mr. Roof. Mm. You mm. Know. Yeah, yeah. I understand. I understand totally. Um, I'm almost running out of questions. It's been a really good conversation, man. We'll do it again anytime. This Look here, I'm um. I'm telling you, if I could say one last thing about, uh, yes. about the election. Yes, please do. One of the things I'd really like to see, um, I started getting involved in, in doing background acting last February, and I had no idea the economic impact that these film projects have for the communities in which they're filmed. I do believe one of my pipe dreams you could call it but one thing I would really like to do is recruit a production company to come to Somerville set up camp there and the reason I say that because when a film production comes to town they hire painters carpenters tradespeople 
and a lot of technical jobs as well. It, it would be a boost for our economy and it would uh, employ, give people opportunity for employment close to Somerville. Okay, so just to wrap it up, um, I, I want you to make, I wanted you to make your final um, oh, pitch I got to you. the people of Somerville um, as to why they should elect you. Folks, if you want uh, someone who is free and clear of any donations from anybody, especially from developers who can be an honest broker at the table, that can build consensus, that has the spiritual gifts needed to inspire, exhort, and shepherd counsel, I'm your man. All right. You heard it here first. He's your man. And thank you so much, Fleming Moore, for joining me today. I sort of wanted to go out. So I sort of wanted to go out with this in the background. This is your song, Holy yeah. City. Yeah. Um, it is on iTunes. I just looked it up. Fleming Moore on, uh, on iTunes. Look it up. I can't wait to listen to it. Um, I'm going to let it play as, as we go out. Um, I want to thank you for joining me. Thank you so much, thank sir. You. Thank you for all you're doing. And you are a winner already. Praise God. All 18 of you are winners. Praise God. Thank you so much. And thank you guys so much for watching. Um, if you did not get to ask your questions, please make sure that you send a message in my inbox and I'll send it to him. Or you can send it straight to him. How can they find you on social media? Fleming Moore, musician, shady for mayor. Uh, Bummerville Amphitheater, or just plain old Fleming Moore. I'll answer any of those. Thank you so much. And this is a real talk with Rajan. As you know, I do this every Wednesday night. It is a Tuesday. I'm doing a special for the election for Mr. Moore. Um, but we do this every Wednesday night from 7 to whenever it ends. Um, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed this interview. I look forward to seeing what happens. I want to re-emphasize the fact that it's really important that we exercise our right to vote. We have, a, we have a right, we have a responsibility as American citizens to exercise our civic duties. We have to exercise our civic duties and we cannot complain if we don't. We cannot complain about the world if we will not take the steps that we actually have, to, that we actually have at our disposal to make the changes that we wish to see. If you care about the roads, if you care about the schools, if you care about the fire department, if you care about the police department, if you care about the way things are run above your head, vote that's how you can change things that's Damn. here that's in the state that's in the nation we impact this with our votes that is our voice our vote is our voice i pray that you on november 5th you do not sit this one out if you want to help there i know last um last year during the um the, the uh, midterm elections i drove people around in my car to get to the polls if you need a ride to the polls, find somebody to take you to the polls. If you can't find somebody, inbox me. Or me. Or Shady. Souls to the polls. Souls to the polls. Look at some souls to the polls. We cannot sit back anymore. We cannot sit back anymore. Please, please, please exercise your right to vote. My, my, my guests next week are, uh, sorry. Next Wednesday, uh, I'm back at it. Actually, next Tuesday, I'm back at it. I have a very special guest, um, young lady by the name of Miss Tasha Smith, I believe her last name is. She actually needs a kidney. 
She needs a kidney and she's coming on the show because she needs someone to donate her a kidney. And I and I don't normally do Tuesdays except for special occasions. This is a, an occasion where I felt it was worth it. I definitely feel like it's worth it. I feel like you guys need to tune in and hear what she has to say. Maybe you can't donate her the, the organ that she needs, but maybe you know somebody who can. Please, please, please do not miss that episode. It's a very, very special episode. It means a lot to me. Um, it means a lot to this young lady. It could be, it could be a life or death situa situation, literally. Literally. Next Tuesday night, 7 p.m., uh, Miss Tasha will be on my show. Uh, Wednesday night, I have uh, my good friend Alex Alexandra Moore, the executive director of Be a Mentor Mentoring Program. They're changing the world. They're changing the, ch the world one buddy lunch at a time, one uh, buddy lunch buddy at a time. Like these are the things that are going on. These are things that are going on right now that are changing the landscape of the earth that we live in. We cannot sit back and say, well, somebody else will do it. Yeah, I'll show you the people who are doing it so that you can link up with them if y'all have a commonality and we can build together. Imagine the world that we could build if we built it together. And always remember that God is everything and without him, we are nothing. So never forget where your help comes from. And if a man doesn't stand for something, he's bound to fall for anything. That's real talk. Thank you, Shady. Thank you again. Thank you all for listening and uh, peace and peace. love.